People can't get enough of the Stouting Off podcast. Tune in each week as Drew Stoutenberg and his producer, Jordan McMillian, spout off commentary on the everyday. The Stouting Off podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or simply offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, E2iDesign.com. Season 2 of the Motor City HDJ podcast is here, and you are here, and I am here, and Happy New Year, Motor City. It is I, your DJ, Brett Cummins. Thank you so much for joining me once again onward and upward into 2022 another year is behind us another year is ahead of us and today's episode is nothing short of excitement because i'm talking about things that happened toward the end of last year kind of kind of do a recap hybrid recap looking forward into you know uh, next year uh, talk about some things that happened at the end of last year and of course, talk about what's ahead for 2022. Plenty to get to on the show today. Before we do that, though, my only sponsor, glad to have them back for this year, E2i Design. Find them on their website, e2idesign.com, or at E2i Design on the socials. I love them dearly, and they're here to sponsor it again. Season two starts right now. Yes, indeed. Happy New Year once again, Motor City. Your DJ, Brett Cummins. You know who I am. Thanks for being here with me again. And I am excited to start off 2022 with the first episode of Season 2. I kind of teased it there in the cold open. And I I got to tell you, the, the, the difference between Season 1 and Season 2, you know, how, how did I determine when Season 1 should end and Season 2 should begin? And well, I'll be honest that it was just a feeling I had that it was it was time for the next direction, the next chapter for this podcast. And so thinking about it more, I'd really love to say, and in, in just what I was thinking about, that I'd really love to commit to 26 episodes a year or in a season, but we know life happens. And, and of course, I get myself, uh, I find myself getting behind. And so fingers crossed, here's to hoping I can stay ahead of the curve this year. So the plan is to split this program into 13 or so episodes revolving around interviews with vendors and other friends of Motor City HDJ, while the other half, 13 or so, will be the informational uh, opinion type shows that you've come to know and love. So half of the shows will be me with people, the other half kind of just riffing like this one today. So we'll put a tick mark down for one, 12 to go for this year. Uh, either way, I've had so much fun doing this, and I know it's not the biggest show out there. It doesn't have the most followers, but it is just another way for me to communicate with all of you. Because remember, I am just a small fish in a very big pond. So many other mobile DJ and entertainment companies out there, a lot of them, dime a dozen, some fly by night. But I've been here for the last 20 some odd years doing this. And so from the bottom of my heart, the fact that you're here, I thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking by me over these last few years of the podcast. And so my plan was for this first episode of season two to be a conversation with some friends of the Michigan chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. But the last month of 2021 certainly was one for the ages, specifically the last, well, 48 hours. This is 
me recording this episode. It is Sunday, January 2nd, about 4.50 in the afternoon. Yeah, we had a lot go on in the last couple days, and so I'll I'll get to some of that. We'll talk about that here towards the end of, of uh, today's show, but, you know, yeah, man, oh man, 2021 certainly went out with a bang. So uh, with that in mind, this episode today will be a hybrid recap of the last half of 2021, still have that whole year in review feel. And uh, definitely look ahead to 2022. Plus, like I said, I want to talk about a few really big things that happened toward the end of the year. So with that, away we go. And again, as I've alluded to and I've talked about many times as I've done this program, that it is usually way too long between episodes. (laughs) And the last episode that I recorded was way back in August last year. So... From there, let me bring you up to speed on what happened between then all the way to now. So between August to October, I played 18 events in 10 weeks, which to some people may not seem like a lot, but there was quite a bit of travel on those weekends. That's why I'm bringing that up because there was quite a bit of traveling I had to do, uh, obviously, you know, COVID forcing people to move their dates. I was lucky enough to be averaging, you know, almost two events a week. And that's really the sweet spot for me. I would love in a perfect world to play two events a weekend, every weekend for an entire year. So say up to 104 events uh, throughout a season, uh, throughout an event season. So, and sprinkle in, of course, your uh, charity events, uh, uh, the events with the Michigan chapter of the Alzheimer's Association, things like that. Okay, so with that, uh, looking at the the last, well, let's see, August through October, looking at those months, as far as venues go, between August to October, it's interesting because the number two kept popping up everywhere. Um, I played Fox Hills in Plymouth two times. I played the Lake House in Ludington two times. I played the Frankenmuth Brewery. There's a word you can't say without sounding drunk, right? <laughs> brewery. I played the Frankenmuth Brewery two times. And what's special about that is that I played the Frankenmuth Brewery on a Friday and a Saturday. So my pal Lindsay over there, she was kind enough, let me leave my gear Friday night. All I had to do was just take my laptop and a couple other important pieces with me. And we were off and running. Uh, back home and then back back at it the next day right there. So that was awesome. I just uh, had to show up, plug and play, and we were ready to go. So I also played in Holland twice in one weekend. Holland, Michigan, of course, at the Midtown Center and then the Mactawa Golf Club as well. And so the number two kept popping up throughout August and October. Uh, of course, I found myself at several venues I've played before, Laurel Manor in Livonia, Elizabeth Park in Trenton. Uh, the Vale Royal Barn was a first for me. That's a nice venue, not too far from the house here. The Meeting House Grand Ballroom in Plymouth, got to see Todd and Tracy and my family and friends over there. The Royal Park Hotel in Rochester, back up to the Sojourn Lakeside Resort in Gaylord. And then some private residences in Brighton and in Columbus, Michigan. So uh, the, the the private residence was no stranger to the end of the year. And then, of course, rounding out the year from October to December, I had a few more stops at some familiar places. But I was able to, after the October weddings wrapped up, I was able to add even another new venue to the list. And 
I want to take a moment because how I got to play this venue is a pretty interesting and wild story, actually. And it's something that has never happened to me in the history of doing this. And so I thought I would share this crazy story with you. But right at the tail end of episode 129 of the podcast, I mentioned an upcoming wedding that was going to be at a private residence in Columbus, Michigan. Now, getting to that wedding, familiar story, right? I played a a wedding that ended up netting me a referral from another guest at that event, uh, which in this case was the groom's sister. And her name is Elsa, coolest name ever. So Elsa, the groom's, uh, that wedding's groom's sister, and her fiance, Michael, booked me just as soon as they had their plans in place. And so that, thanks to COVID, was February of 2019. Clearly, COVID changed all their plans, and they had to continue to change plans. The venues that they were choosing kept changing plans on them, so they were kind of uh, up a creek without a paddle. Luckily, they stuck with me, and after a few reschedules, they decided to throw a backyard wedding on Friday, August 13th, 2021. Now, what's awesome about that is Elsa's brother stepped in at the 11th hour to make that party happen, and, you know... Clearly, we were all definitely grateful for his hospitality. So if you know me and you've hired me for an event, you've seen me play, or uh, if you're listening and you've seen me play and um, you've worked with me before as a client, we've talked about the fact that I like to give myself extra time to get to a venue. So even though this was a private residence, um, you know, Elsa and Michael said, hey, listen, cool as a cucumber, come when you want to, set up when you want to, you're good to go. So I gave myself that couple extra hours uh, window to get there. Uh, it had been a little soggier a couple days before. So, you know, having to deal with being outdoors and mud and all that, I wanted to give myself some time and make sure I, I knew where I was headed and, you know, load in properly. So I get loaded in for this wedding and I'm setting up and I meet this couple. Uh, well, actually, I meet, yeah, I did. I met both of them together, Kirk and Carla. And um, turns out they were going to get married in November. And so the night went on and progressed and, uh, Carla was actually in the wedding party. Okay. Kirk was there as a guest and Carla uh, was in the wedding party. And so through, you know, the night goes off and everything's great. And at some point, both Kirk and Carla come up to me and say, Hey, listen, what do we have to do to book you for our wedding right now? I said, right now, well, here's the deal. I'm working, right? I want to be fair to everybody. (laughs) So I wanted to give them the equal amount of trust, respect, excellence, and value that I promise everybody. So I I told them, I said, listen, I would love to chat with you. Let's talk about it, you know, the day after. Let's talk about Monday. This was Saturday, right? Let's talk about it on, um, no, I'm sorry, it was Friday, August 13th. I already said that. So let's talk about that Monday. So we kind of in the course of conversation throughout that night, they told me they had already booked a guy. They already had a DJ booked for their wedding and they were ready to jump ship. And that has never happened to me in the history of doing this. I have never had anybody tell me to my face, we have another guy booked. We will bail on him. We want to hire you for our wedding right now. That was wild and crazy to me. I could not believe it. It was so cool. (laughs) It was so awesome in that moment to have someone tell me that even the guy that they had hired, they didn't want to use this company and that they wanted they wanted me instead. So I, to say, 
I've seen it all. I mean, now officially I've seen it all after uh, after having that ex- that experience with Kirk and Carla. And so I am so grateful and uh, kind of in a roundabout way coming back to their, their big day. Kirk and Carla, sure enough, they hired me for their wedding. And I got to play their wedding here just a few, just a couple months ago in Port Huron. So if you are in the Port Huron area and you're looking for a unique venue with history, with elegance, with flair, just real class, you need to check out the ballroom at City Flats. Right now, as of right now, it is, uh, well, it's a gorgeous venue. As of right now, it is just the event space. There is word, I talked to um, the event coordinator over there, her name is Jenny Lee, and she said that they are working on getting hotel space in there so that they can make it an all-encompassing all-in-one kind of venue for people that are going to, um, you know, book an event there. So it is absolutely gorgeous. It's got that old retro art deco feel to it. It used to be an old Michigan National Bank, and it has been repurposed as an event space. It's got gorgeous high ceilings in the event space, uh, a well-thought-out bar placement, plenty of room so that no one's crowded up on the bar, people can still move around, and even more, for me, plenty of room to dance and even... With all that room, we were able to fill the dance floor that night, Kirk and Carla, so way to go. And they've even left the vault intact. So again, it was an old bank. You can actually walk right into the vault, take a look. It's got an awesome history to it. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool place. So check out the ballroom at City Flats. You'll talk to my new pal Jenny Lee over there, and she can get you a walk around to the venue. So give them a holler. And yeah, that's the rest of 2021. The year ended pretty well, event-wise. The year ended pretty well, and I was fortunate enough to continue to get to play, despite the fact we had, well, you know, there are obviously some COVID scares. I actually had a few, unfortunately had a few events that had to cancel because of the um, you know, testing positive for COVID or COVID protocols, and so there were a few things that kind of got in the way. But um, after October, I went back to Zingerman's Cornman Farms, went back to uh, the Black Barn Vineyard in Rives Junction, back to the Diamond Banquet and Conference Center at the Suburban Collection Showplace as well. And so I am, I got to tell you, Motor City, I am just looking forward to uh, uh, the year ahead and, and what's what's in store for Motor City HDJ, for all these events I get to do with all of you, man, oh man, you've got me busy and we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. So uh, 2021, thank you. And moving on to 2022, even more fun we're going to have. And I'm again, I'm looking forward to that. One thing that happened in 2021 that I really br- just briefly wanted to touch on is, um, you know, I, and I know it's not immediately during this time, but because this is the first episode since August that I'm recording, uh, a very significant part of our history in this country, since the last time I talked to you, we were, uh, we commemorated the 20th anniversary of the terrorist attacks at the World Trade Center in New York City. And I know it's been almost, almost four months since that, but As I think back on the last half of 2021, I think about the significance of this milestone to me, well, not only because I remember everything our country went through on September 11th, 2001, but every year on September 11th, I continue to reflect on the fact that I am now another year older. 
and I turned 41 last year. I still feel young at heart. Uh, my body is starting to, <laughs> starting to tell me otherwise. So I don't know that I'm, uh, you know, I'm not able to do all the things I was before, but um, I do know that my memory is still intact. And the, um, that day, 20 years ago, will stick with me as long as I live. And so I wanted to take a moment just to recognize that because it was significant and I didn't really get a chance to talk about it with you. And so I wanted to mention it just because uh, I, I think with everything going on in the world, it's just a reminder that we all just need to be kind to each other. We need to cherish each other um, and we need to just love on each other all the time. All right. So uh, September 11th, 2001, 20-year anniversary, 20-year commemoration here just uh, about four months ago. All right, moving forward into 2021, away we go. And on the list for this year are quite a few venues I have never played before. There are some venues that I am, uh, I am coming back around to. Uh, I have actually already started to book into 2023. I've got just a couple events booked for 2023, but I will say that engagement season is in full swing. I actually just had a consultation with another couple earlier today, and so they've said yes to me in Motor City HDJ, and so I'm looking forward to getting them taken care of and their guests uh, a good time. So uh, looking forward to, um, and, and again, another referral. They saw me play, so it just so happens. <laughs> Keegan and Casey saw me play, so I get to play their wedding later this year in September. So I'm looking forward to that. My year will officially start on January 29th, and I'm so excited. I get the first wedding of the year I get to play for my cousin. Melissa is getting married, and so I will be back not long after I played there to wrap up 2021, I'll be back at the Black Barn Vineyard and Winery in Rives Junction. A couple places I haven't played, I'll be back to the Sweet Wedding Chapel in Columbiaville. Uh, I have been there before to look at the place, but I've never been there to play an event there. And so I'm going to be at the Sweet Wedding Chapel in Columbiaville. going to play a couple places, again, some new faces this year, Bees. In Detroit, I also am looking at the Pine Knob Mansion. I have, what else? The Peacock Road Family Farm in Lanesburg, Michigan. The Goldner Walsh Garden and Home in Pontiac. The St. Clair Inn in St. Clair, Michigan. The Tandle Nature Barn, I've yet to play. Venue 111 in Holly, I just booked that today. Freedom Hill Banquet and Event Center. On the east side in Sterling Heights. And I believe Assumption Cultural Center. That's for next year, though, officially. So I got the Golden Hawk Golf Club and then Assumption Cultural Center. That's for next year. So uh, quite a few places already that I'll be brand new in 2022. I get, to, I get to check those places out for the first time. Places I get to go back to, I could continue all day long to just gush about my friends uh, Gene and Jeff out in Ludington at the Lake House. I'll be back there. I actually am playing Rives Junction, uh, the Black Barn, a couple times this year. 
uh, back to Circus Park in Clio, and back to the Rochester Hills Banquet Center, to the Weston in uh, Southfield, the Washtenaw Golf Club. Uh, what else is here? Frankenmuth Brewery. Get to play that venue a couple more times this year. St. Mary's Cultural Center and Walden Woods, Weber's Inn. My goodness, the familiar faces are back at it. Some new faces in 2022. And so, man, oh, man, we're just doing it and doing it and doing it well. So 2021 ended very well. 2022 is in full swing. It's engagement season. People are getting engaged, right? The holiday season helps us with that. I'm sure I'll see a swell of people. We got engaged on New Year's and we wanted to book you, you know. <laughs> so hopefully those phone calls keep coming in. I'm looking forward to, to uh, speak with some other folks uh, about their special day moving into 2022. So the next... Um, yeah, the next thing I have to talk about with 2022 is the continuation of our concern of COVID-19. Uh, we are moving into a different phase of this coronavirus. And I know for a while we thought we were going to be a-okay. Turns out we still kind of are, but we are now experiencing levels of contagion to sound all doctoral and uh, intelligent about viruses and infections. Uh, this, from my understanding, this Omicron variant, uh, and again, you're listening to this on the second day of 2022. So currently the Omicron variant is causing COVID to spread more quickly, but with a less deadly outcome. So what I need to tell you is that um, I am going to continue to do everything I can to stay protected against COVID-19. As you're listening to this right now, and again, I can't tell you what to do. Uh, I'm not here to politicize it. If you want to wear a mask, that's your right. If you want to get poked, that's your right. Whatever. I've chosen to do what I'm doing. Uh, in order to keep you safe. And um, obviously, I want to play events. So <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I can do to stay safe and and play your events safely and giving you a safe uh, event environment. So as of this recording, I am boosted. I got my third Moderna. I got the booster in November of last year, actually November 9th. And I've got record of it uh, for you there at MotorCityHDJ.com. So um, just doing my part to stay safe and keep you safe and host safe events. Because the last thing I want is to walk into a venue. And I know that there are some venues that we're doing this. I don't fault them, but I will say we have safeguards in place now. I think we can safely host events without being super over the top worried about what's going to happen. Um, that, that to say that we've got the you know masks are an option, vaccines are an option, distancing is an option. So I think we can have safe fun with each other and not have to worry about COVID-19. And that is not to say, again, that we shouldn't be concerned about it. That is to say that we should be smart in how we have these events this year. So I am fully boosted. 
I am at this point, um, even Brianna, so my seven-year-old, right? She said to me and my wife, she said, uh, I want to be vaccinated. So she's actually vaccinated with, uh, with those two steps as of right now until they tell us that the, the booster is appropriate for children. So she made that decision. We did not talk to her beforehand. We did not try to convince her. We actually just asked her if she was sure. She told us that she wanted to get vaccinated because she saw um, that it was helping people. So she wanted to help other people by getting vaccinated. Again, her choice. We didn't force her to do that. So I'm going to do everything I can to, to play safely. And I will, if you're comfortable, uh, if you need to meet via Zoom, let's do it via Zoom. If you want to meet face-to-face, I'd love to get human contact face-to-face, sit down with you, talk to you about what's going on with your big day, what I can do to be a special part of that. Okay. So as of right now, as we are concerned about COVID, what I will tell you is that I am at the direction of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Whatever they advise us to do is what I'm going to do. So I will take any and all, um, how do I want to say this? Yeah, I said direction already, but really that's kind of where I'm at. I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Any and all direction from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, I can't fight those ordinances as much as I would love to. I, you know, uh, the fall of 2020, I was playing outdoor events after Michigan said, well, it can't be indoor with this many people, but outdoor, you can do whatever you want to. So I was doing stuff like that. I'd really love to be able to party indoors. So if something comes down the pipe and they say, well, yeah, we can't really be doing that right now. That's fine. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to what, what the uh, guidance has been. Um, again, I just want to play. I just want to be there for you because I just miss these events so much. And so I cannot wait Cannot, cannot, cannot wait to start playing. And I've got one every month. I've got at least one event every month this year. Yes, even February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, uh, October, November, and one in December. So look at that. Yes, one event every month of 2022. So I know that it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be great. All right. This last one is going to be tough to talk about because. I lost a very good friend just a couple days ago. And you may not know it yet, but you did too. And I don't know why I am so distraught about the world losing Betty White. I, I lost my grandmother earlier this year. She was tired. Her body just decided it was her time to go. And so we celebrated her life earlier this year, but just a couple days ago, New Year's Eve, Betty White. Why am I talking about this on my podcast? Well, it's kind of resonated with me since, since we learned that um, she just died of natural causes uh, earlier in the day on New Year's Eve. And it's resonated with me because I've been and we all have been if you're on social media you have been flooded and inundated with Betty White tributes with videos and memes and quotes and it's resonated with me because i was reminded so i mean all of us were reminded in such a uh, um 
uh, oh, oh man, what's the word I'm looking for? In such a way that brings about such grief for a person that most of us here, probably, a, you know, 99% of us here have never actually met in person. If you were someone who was lucky enough to meet Betty White, I want to hear your Betty White story because I'm sure it was an amazing one. But I talk about the passing of Betty White because it taught me some some very important things and is teaching me some very important things over these last couple of days. The first thing is that we should love our animals. We should love our pets. You know, she was obviously a big, um, a big advocate for animal rights and uh, for the humane treatment of animals, right? That was her number one mission, uh, her number one charity. That's the reason she continued acting, by the way. She continued acting so that she could be a voice for all of these animal rights groups. And so Betty White taught us to love our dogs and love our cats. Um, number two, Betty White loved, 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 loved that husband of hers even after he died. Uh, his name escapes me right now, and I don't have the resource in front of me. I, all I do know uh, is that he was, uh, I'm gonna, you know what, pardon the keyboard clicking. Uh, I'm just going to look up uh, Betty White's, um, oh yes, Alan Ludden, that's right. Alan Ludden was her husband of many years, and he was actually, I believe, a host of Password when she was on the game show Password many years ago. But she you know, all these recollections about her relationship with him, we learned how much she loved him. And so I am reminded through that to hold on to your loved ones, not only your spouses, but also your children, to other family members, and just love each other. Just love each other. But Yes, very specifically to you husbands and wives, to you couples out there, to you partners that love each other. Just love each other every single day. Love when it's tough. Love when it doesn't feel like you want to love. Just love each other, right? And then finally, thirdly, for 2022, I think the biggest lesson we can learn from Betty White is just to be kind. Just to be kind. You know, I think the reason that I'm so heartbroken about Betty White, and the point has been out there on social media in several different ways, that, um, you know, she's 99 years old. It's something to the effect of, you know, she died at 99 years old, but you know how great your legacy is when you die at the age of 99 and people still say that that was too soon, you know? Uh, how many years would she have had left after that? I don't know. But um, yeah, Betty White, just a kind, darling spirit. Um, every single character that they talk about that she ever played in real life, she was our, she was everyone's grandma. She told the, she told the fun jokes, she told the dirty jokes and she was, she could sell anything. She could sell any joke and she could deliver it with such precision every single time. Uh, man, I just, I don't know. Betty White taught us all that kindness is the best, that we should all just be kind to each other and just love each other. And so I want to leave you with that because Betty White was my friend and Betty White was your friend and you may not know it, 
you may not even know who Betty White is because you're that young. Man, oh man, I grew up watching the Golden Girls. <laughs> That's how that goes. Um, yeah, yeah, Betty White was my friend. I never met her face to face. And you may not have met her face to face, but she taught us some important lessons. And so moving into 2022, I want to start off the year with uh, a song that I think we can all, um, you know, you, you hear those first notes and you know exactly what the lyrics are because it's true. It's true. The, the, the song that identifies everything there was to love about Betty White uh, from one of our favorite shows that she was on. So I'm going to leave you with that today. Uh, thank you so much for 2021. I'm looking ahead to 2022, and I am so thankful that you're here with me on this journey. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. Don't forget about E2I Design at E2I Design on the socials or E2IDesign.com. And most importantly, and yes, as cheesy as I can be to deliver this as a deadline, Motor City, I thank you. Thank you for being my friend. Mm-hmm.